This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, so we've had an email come in from Amy. Okay, dogs. And Amy has asked this, and you're going to love this question. Oh, Oh no. Dear Russell. Yep. When is the best time to train my dog? Thanks, Amy. Okay, I see your point. Lacking a few specifics. There's many specifics that it's lacking, such as A. Age of the dog. (laughs) B. Type of dog. (laughs) Type of dog, yeah. C. Anything. What she means by time. Time. I don't know if it's time of day or I don't know if it's the time of age of dog, if you see what I mean. Or how long you have the dog before you bring it in for training. Yeah, it could be. It it could be anything. So Let's cover all of them, shall we? I think we should cover all of them. And we're going to start with Russell. When is the best time of day to train your dog? Is that what you'd like to start or not? I wasn't expecting you to go there. Really? Yeah. Why? But, but okay, no, it's a, it's a, it's a valid question. So that, that's Sorry, should we start with a puppy one? No, 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 let's crack on. Just go with that one. Time of day. No, actually, to be fair, time of day is an interesting one. So my, my ideal would be if your dog is awake, you are training him. And that is something as a puppy slash dog owner, you actually do need to realize so just say that so so say that again if your dog is awake he's learning or she or she is learning and you are effectively training them so and there's a difference between i'm going to grab my puppy put him on leash grab some treats and i'm going to do some sit work around the living room teaching him to sit and he gets a treat and, and all of that that's fine but I'm not going to do that for eight hours on end. I'm going to do that for a couple of minutes. Well, Karen did that in a previous podcast and you belittled her for doing that training. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, sorry, but Karen. But I take your point. So you're not just going to do the same. You're not going to do yeah, eight it, hours of sit, stay, sit, stay, sit, stay. Correct. And we, we've all got lives. And we have to do other things, right? So if, it, if only to make another cup of tea. But here's the thing. And to give you more of a, a visual idea of this, you could be going for a walk with your dog and everything's kind of going fine and all of a sudden your phone rings and you stop to answer your phone because you've got to answer a phone call. And now that we're chatting on the phone, the dog is now pulling off to the side and sniffing round and about and doing its own thing because you're creating a picture that, oh, when you're on the phone, I don't have to sit here anymore. I can go and do my thing. In the same way in the house, your friend comes around for a chat or you're cooking dinner or you're doing other things and you're quote-unquote, ignoring the dog, he's going to be off doing his own thing. So, And if you're consistent with that, the dog just works out, oh, I recognize this picture. When you're in the kitchen cooking dinner, I can be over here chewing shoes or doing whatever. You might strike lucky. He might just go for a power nap. But the chance of them getting into something they shouldn't get into obviously increases when we're not paying attention to them. So would you recommend then, let's say uh, on the phone call situation and you're at home, would you recommend that if your phone rings, you're then, you're const- your eyes are on the dog and you'll be saying, maybe go and sit in your place when the phone rings, perhaps? Yes, you could do that. What I would rather do is practice being on the phone. So when I'm doing my whole sit and stay thing with the dog in the kitchen or in the living room, get your phone out. Put your phone by your ear and just pretend to be on the phone, chatting to nobody but your, your other self. So the dog just sees this picture of you being on the phone. With the purpose being the dog just gets used yeah, to that and so just knows is, to yeah, wait. Yeah, and it sounds really twee to us. Like, why would I have to practice that? Because it does it's sound a, really... I know, but it's a completely different picture to the dog. Because your mindset 
is all looking at the dog, focused on the dog, working with the dog. Oh, hang on a minute, dog. I now need to be in this mindset over here. And Flo is watching in black and white. I'm now pointing in the opposite direction to you to say, oh, I'm going to focus on this instead. At which point the dog goes, well, if you're not focused on me, I guess you're doing your thing. I guess I'll just do mine. Which could be then him getting into naughty business. Correct. I mean, he might just stay there and chill out, which would be perfect. But I want to A, be aware of this so I can also then just plug into it and reward him for doing the right things. So to answer fully the question of the best time of day to train your dog, the best time of day would be all day long. Right. Okay, Russell. Otherwise, the wheels on the bus do fall off. I... I, I I get that bit. I thought that was amazing. No, Sorry, I almost want to mic drop and walk away now. You, you could do, but I've got a, a few more questions <laughs> to ask before you do that. I take your point. Yep. When the dog's awake and when you're awake, you should be training the dog. I get that. But once again, from a layman's point of view, I say that layman, should... from a normal person point of view, as I'm pointing at myself, you know... That's perhaps not feasible. No. So if you're going to block off a couple of... I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying to say, if you're going to block off for like an hour or two for like an intensive training session. That's so, the bit, yeah, uh, uh, but that's the bit I want to try and avoid. If you're trying to say to yourself, right, the kids come home at four o'clock, we're going to spend four to five training the dog. That's not going to work. Why not? Because best will, best will in the world, that hour is just not going to happen. Why? Our kids are going to be late. We're going to have a headache. Something's going to happen. Phone's going to ring. There'll be a number of days where that four to five window just does not happen. Can I ask you a question? No, before you... I know you're going to interrupt me. I'm going to ask you a question because I've interrupted you. Go. When you go training yourself, mm-hmm. do you have set times that you go training? I will sometimes set a phone, set an alarm on my phone and my watch for a minute. For a minute? Yes. And I will use that minute as a training session. When the alarm goes, I stop training and I'll do something fun with the dog. If I'm out and about with Bree, and I've been doing mostly with him for a live example, it's been a lot of recall training of late. So I'll... We'll go out, I'll have him on leash, I'll set the alarm for a minute, I'll do some trick training with him, some healing or some sitting, some stay work, and then good boy, free, there's your, there's your reward. But in your working environment, yep. and let's say most people, un- unlike... If you come in with your dog for a lesson, yeah, it's an hour block, that's just how we operate, but I'm training you at that point more than the dog. No, you're training the, the, the human, yes. I, I, I get that, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is, uh, I take my kids to school every morning, mm-hmm. I drop them off at school. I then come home. I've got time between, which I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. But let's say I booked off between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. for me yep. to personally train Maximus. Say, right, that's my hour with Maximus to give him some training. I appreciate your point. And if that's... You sound like that, a politician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ra, I say, it's my right honourable gentleman a, a, over here. A posh politician, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I get what you're saying. And to be honest, though, if that works for you, if that's the only window of time that I have, then fine, carry on. It's Something is better than nothing. What I would prefer you to do is instead of doing nine to 10 and that one hour, which to be fair, is going to be probably too much for most dogs. I'd rather do from nine to 9.05 and then from 10 to 10.05 and from 11 to 11.05, something like that. Uh, a lot of us have got smartwatches these days. Welcome to the world of smartwatches, which will beep every hour or so if you haven't moved. Basically saying if you're sitting at a desk, typing away, doing emails or whatever it is that you're doing, but if you're static, you need to get up and move a little bit. On so that utilize point, that. Get up. Go and train your dog for five minutes. Come and sit down and carry on working. I'm sorry. Anyone has a watch that tells them they've been sat around for too long, in right. my opinion, 
I can't probably we, say we, that on Bartcast. Yeah, yeah, we can do that on another yeah. a separate <laughs> podcast. Okay. So short bursts of training all yeah, day long as well. Yeah, lots of short bursts okay. are always going to be better than one long stint. All right, now let me throw this question out to you then. Is it can better... I, can I just validate that? Yes, of course you can. You're going to. If anyway. you think about it for yourself... And using you is probably a really bad example when it comes to learning, but we'll do it anyway. If you're trying to learn a new skill or whatever, language, anything. I'm learning Spanish at the moment. Hey, excellent. <laughs> we should, we should. That's a podcast joke. If you haven't listened to the last few <laughs> episodes, you will have no idea what that is about. <laughs> I suggest you go back because that, that's actually good to know. Excellent. But okay, so you can sit there and spend an hour or two hours solid just learning your Spanish. But I argue that you would benefit more if you did 10 minutes here 10 minutes later 10 minutes and do lots and lots of 10 minute segments bite-sized chunks because that learning is just more consistent it's going through your head hour after hour or time after time i get that and i appreciate that if i only had if that's all you've got that's all you've got but is it okay so so that's all i've got i've got this hour window Mm -hmm. okay that i want to do something i'm going to train all i'm going to when we go for walks, I'm going to do yeah. that, the recall stuff. I am going to do that, Russell, so don't get angry at me. <laughs> but I have an hour each day or half an hour, let's say, yeah, yeah. each day where I want to train my dog to do uh, either learn a new skill, learn a new something, a new trick or something. Is there a better time of the day to do that? For instance, okay. they do say that going running first thing in the morning is better for you because you haven't got the fuel inside you so your body burns up the fat that it's stored overnight. I'm using that as a, an example. You can also, the reverse that would be going later in the afternoon would be slightly better because your body's been moving a little bit more throughout the day. You're more likely to be fully fueled and also you'd be limbered up and sort of stretched, if you like, yeah, just from natural movement. Jay and Russell's workout. Fitness podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've segued. <laughs> slightly. But you see my point. No, it? I do. And, but the, there's no better time of day to train the dog in terms of morning is better than night or vice versa. There's... There's time to train the dog, and that's kind of it. What I would throw into that is, if you think about it from an energy level, most people say, oh, I train my dog when we're... I always find the best time to train my dog is when we're heading home after a walk. He's so much easier to train. He sits really well, and he walks really nicely with me. Yeah, because he's knackered. So trying to get your dog to sit stay in the kitchen first thing in the morning when the kids are going bananas, getting a cereal, it's all commotion and chaos... You might find that's a struggle. Where at two in the afternoon, when it's quite hot and the dog's probably a bit tapped out anyway, and there's not a lot going on because everyone's out of the house, it might be much easier. So if you wanted to get some traction or go for a new skill, I would probably choose that time to build up in a low distraction, low energy environment. But I would want to progress so that I could do those skills and that activity in the kitchen first thing in the morning with all the chaos. So, dude, sit means sit. Oh, but wait, the kids are here going nuts. I don't care. I still need you to sit. And that then translates to the real life scenario. Yeah, I can take my dog to a coffee shop, but I better make sure no one's there and it will be fine. But what if it's packed? I'm smiling at you because it's, it's not the going to the coffee shop, but I remember going for walks with Maximus going, right, I'm only I hope no one's here. No, I, <laughs> absolutely. I would, you know, if I saw cars, if you used to go up to the reservoir. I have clients that say this all the time. And if I saw cars there, turn I would around, turn around back. and yeah. go somewhere else or go to a different location just because I didn't want the stress yeah. and the hassle and the pain of walking Maximus when there were other people around. Sure. And, and I get it. And ultimately, if I've, I mean, this as a more general sort of example 
I want to train my dog in a low distraction environment to begin with. My recall training starts in the house, in the garden, and we then progress from there. So the dog has some basic understanding of a key skill. And then we just start repeating that key skill in different environments with different things going on around it. Now, I think I know the answer to this question. Go on, then. Before I ask it. 42. Oh, the meaning of life. There we go, you see. When is the best time to train your dog after you get your dog? Day one. Yeah. Thank you very much, Russ. Yeah. Just to summarize that. <laughs> so 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, day yeah. one, done. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if your kid's coming home at 3 p.m., do it at 2 p.m., yeah. you don't have that distraction. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Listen to Russell. Um, yeah, I would generally advise anyone that once you've... As a general rule, yeah, if you've got a new dog, particularly a puppy, seek professional help sharpishly because you don't want to wait too long before... You don't want to wait until the dog's learned lots of bad behaviors like jumping, chewing, doing the wrong things, and now you're trying to undo it. So if nothing else, and I say to a lot of my clients, and I do get a few people contact ahead of time, like the dog's coming or we're thinking of doing it. So at least I can kind of go through and give you or any trainer could do, right, these are the things that are going to happen. These are the things you need to be prepared for. These are the things you need to get ready for. It's simple things, and I, I know we've discussed this ad nauseum on different barcasts having a puppy in the house is like having a baby and most people do not understand that connection in as much as you know babies we have prams cots baby gates but we don't think to do that for a puppy who's going to make just as much mess if not more and get into trouble so much more fun having a puppy that's so much love more to having see a and give it, give it, give it, puppy it's yeah. so good and puppies are lovely. great being aware of things ahead of time is certainly something that's a bit more beneficial i'm not sure how we're going to summarize this one because it was a very I think we just did 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, didn't we say? You said 3 oh, p.m. 3 I said 2 p.m. Yeah. because the kids come home at 3 p.m. I wanted a little bit quieter. Yeah. Generally speaking, though, oh, oh, oh sorry, actually, what about just before we, we, we finish up, food-wise, mm-hmm. training, should you, and I know you've talked about using um, their food as yep. their training um, tool. Yep. So you don't actually give them a whole bowl of food, you use some of that That's, food yeah. as a training thing, which is fine. What about if you are feeding your dog in the morning and the evening? Should you train your dog before or after food? Again, there's no... The the better option would be to utilize the food. And if you think about it, if you're... It also depends on what your dog's motivation is. So if your dog is motivated by food and you've just given them a bowl of it and now you're offering some more, yeah, they might take it, but you're probably going to want something higher value in the same way you put sausages and broccoli in front of me for dinner yeah i can eat that's very nice but you put more broccoli down i'm probably not interested you turn up with a bowl of ben and jerry's i'm yours so yeah it depends on what motivates your dog and if food is a motivator for your dog i would argue rather than giving him the bowl of food have that come from you in those short burst sessions during the day going back to your point if i've only got a select window at say nine or ten o'clock fine he can have 60 percent of his breakfast or 70 percent in the bowl so I'll save a little bit back. And when I come back to my training window, I can utilize the rest of that food to do some training with him. And then if the kids are coming back in the afternoon and we're going to do some more with them, I'll use some of their dinner for the training and the rest of the dinner he can have in the bowl. If that works for you as an owner. And I think we should make a point. We're talking about like a little dried kibble or maybe bits of chicken. Not get your hand in a can of dog food and it'll be all squishy. Yeah, and you'll be holding that back. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, I generally don't advise wet food um, a can of wet food is 85% water, all right? So it's 15% food. 200 gram can of food, uh-oh, quick mass. Do you want to do that for me? 10%, 20, what's that? 30 grams of food? It's not a lot. 
I hope I've got that, is that right. Is that me doing it for you? So, yes, you've got the math right, yes, Russ. In terms of using wet food, is yeah, that's just a mess. So you're either using kibble. If your dog's not food motivated, yes, you could try something higher value, but it's bacon, chicken, uh, cheese, things like that. They might then go for the higher value treat. But if or if you've got a dog like mine that has no interest in food. Then you find something that does motivate them. And Absolutely. invariably, it's something like it'll be a tennis ball. I love playing chase. I want to fetch the stick. I love playing tug. I love your attention and your engagement. I want to be fussed by you. Whatever it is, I, I want to go for a run. Whatever it is that motivates the dog, that is what you use to train. And in terms of how does that affect the feeding? Well, if the dog's ball driven and loves chasing a ball, then yeah, he can just have his food as per normal because I can use the ball to train him. On that note, if you are going to do some exercise with your dog, do that before you feed them rather than the other way around. Don't feed your dog a bowl of food and then expect to do a, a long training session afterwards. It's like, us, you have a meal, you're not going to go for a run. Well, you're going to go for a run anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. Just to summarize as, as best we can on that one. 3 p.m. Tuesdays <laughs> before the kids come home from school. Um, in train of, every day. Train all the time. I'm doing this for you, by or, the way. Or even, even shorter summary, more is always going to be better than less. I can sit here and pontificate, that's a good word for you, on all the different ways and how to set up your training throughout the day. Real life intervenes. We've all got jobs and kids and lives and things to sort out. And the dog has to fit into that, but it might not be as ideal as I might sit in and say I want it. And I understand that. That's fair enough. So in terms of going back to our original emailer's question. Amy. So in terms of going back to Amy's question, time of day. Oh, sorry. Time to train your dog. In terms of time of day, there's no better time there is in your individual lifestyle going to be better time some are going to be busier than others i would start with the less busy less distracted and move up in terms of morning or night it's whatever works for your routine all right in terms of during the day more is always going to be i would rather do lots of little sessions than one big one to gain it depends on your individual circumstance in terms of time as from when i get the dog if you're in the process of getting one, i.e. it hasn't arrived yet, speak to a trainer. Either give us a shout or drop an email to any trainer and just ask them, what sort of things should we be aware of ahead of time now that this puppy or this dog is arriving? Because there is also a difference between having a puppy and maybe an older dog coming into your house as well. Just so that you're probably highlight some things you either haven't thought of or it will highlight for you things that you think you know or think have got right but have actually got wrong. And just to be aware of that, before all hell breaks loose in your house. Does you that always make summarize? it... Well, it does, but you just make it sound so difficult, Russell. Before hell breaks loose. <laughs> I just want a dog. My kids have wanted a dog. I just want a nice little dog to snuggle up with in the bed. And What it's could possibly go wrong? I've seen the movies, and if someone gets yeah. stuck down a well, it will come and shout to me. And you just Hey, hey, Lassie was the one pushing the boys down the well, I guarantee it. On that note, thanks for your time, Russ. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Barkcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.